It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to episode 394 of the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm a husband, a father of three, including a newborn baby girl, a Green Lantern fan, and a Funko Pop collector. And I'm Mo, shorter, louder, smarter, and all around better than absolutely no one. I'm a wife, mom, elementary librarian, and seeker of truth, except when it comes to reality TV. Today on the show, the robot apocalypse is on its way. Also on the show today, Amazon brings us full circle. But first, today is Monday, August 30th, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's National <clears throat> Beach Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beach, like the ocean with Actually, sand and waves and water. Beach. I hate the beach, really. I am not cursing, y'all. Every time I go to the beach, like you for, I forget how difficult like it is to walk in the sand. And I hate it. My my legs get so tired before I've even made it anywhere near the water. <clears throat> then you get covered in sand. But that's the beauty of making it to I the water. Like, but then you still got to get back out. Oh my and when gosh. you're out, you're wet. And now it's sticking to you even more. No. So when you're out and you're wet, the wetness from your body and the bottom of your feet from the water helps the sand to stay more compact when you're walking. It's easier to walk. After for maybe a minute, like not long enough to trek all the way back across. Okay, <laughs> hold on. First of all, another thing that we have to come to a full realization on is that the beaches you've been to and the beaches I grew up with are two very oh, that's true. different beaches. The only beach that I've been to in recent memory has been Santa Monica. Wait, is that not Santa Huntington Monica? Beach. Huntington Beach in California. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Huntington, Huntington Beach. Beach. Um, and I grew up <clears throat> in North Carolina on the East Coast. So I went, oh my gosh, I went to Ocean City growing up, which is in Maryland. I went um, to Atlantic Beach, Emerald Isle, uh, Salter Path, all the, all the fun places. Mm. Growing up on the East Coast and going to the Atlantic Ocean for beach days is way better than the Pacific Ocean. The water's <clears throat> warmer, the sand is better. My parents didn't want to take us to beaches when I was growing up because we went one time. Me, my older brother Mike, and all of us uh, went to the beach in Texas, one, one of the beaches in Texas. <clears throat> and my brother had like this styrofoam, packed styrofoam uh, surfboard. <sighs> and he got way out into the ocean where we couldn't see him anymore. And so like my mom was a boogie board. No, it was like a surfboard. For real? It was a full surfboard with a it was compact styrofoam. It was really strange. He was way out in the ocean. My mom was freaking out the entire time. She couldn't see him. Just thinking that he's drowned. He's drowned. He's drowned. I have like this little blow up boogie board type thing. And yeah. I'm all of five maybe. And I even remember this happening where I'm in the water and I go out just a little bit too far and I flip and now I'm upside down, but I'm still holding on to like the handles <laughs> and my eyes are open and I'm not sure what's happening, but I was fine. My mom went and flipped me back over and I'm like, <laughs> and she's all, oh my gosh, are you dying? Are you joking? What's going on? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so my mom, of course, just, just hated this whole trip. So it's time to leave. Well, the truck that we brought is now stuck in the dirt. It is it's my dad parked too far into the beach itself and now can't get out. And so there's this tiny little pickup truck, this tiny little pickup truck that's driving along, comes by us all. You need towed out of the beach? And my dad said, no, we'll be able to get it. I can tell you. He's like, okay, yes, it'll be $75. <laughs> and my dad said, no, never mind. We're going to get it. And so he spent another hour trying to get us out. 
And uh, eventually the guy came back, and my dad paid $75 for this tiny pickup truck to tow his giant uh, F-150 out. And, uh, yeah, so both my parents hated the beach at that point, and we yeah. never went back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, I was going to say something, and now I forgot. Okay, well, you can move on to the next day, then. Oh, yeah. It's also, it's also, it's also National Tosha Marshmallow Day. Yes. If you didn't catch that, it's National, I almost did it again, <laughs> National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Oy. I like my marshmallows like I like my witches. Burned at the stake. You have made that joke <laughs> at least twice before. And it's so fun to say every time. Blackened. I want. I want it to catch on fire, and then I want it to burn until the fire puts itself out. That's how burned I want it to be. You like your marshmallows like you like your witches, scorched and gooey. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's how I like mine. <clears throat> yep. No, that's Aww. the best way to make a marshmallow. Oriole. Actually, I don't understand. I don't understand why our our buddy Oriole on Twitch never agrees with me. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing. I need to know how it really makes him feel knowing that he's disappointed both of us at the same time. Oh, right. You like a black and two. That's uh -huh. right. I forgot. Yeah. Usually he has at least one of us, but now it's like, mm, no. <laughs> our friend KY Redhead's five-year-old is confused. Are witches even a food? <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay. Depends so, on where you're from, I guess. So. Speaking of witches, I one of my favorite things to do is to go through Cast my... spells. Would you hush? <laughs> is to go through my Facebook memories every day. I don't always post them. Sometimes I do. But every day I at least go through them mm -hmm. just to kind of remember, you know. And so <clears throat> just the other day, it was our nine-year anniversary of living here Ooh, in Clovis. That's right. Yeah. I yep. saw your post. Uh-huh. But a couple days after that, apparently I had taken my first trip to Hobby Lobby since mm. being here. And there was a mom with her two young daughters in Hobby Lobby and there are Halloween decorations out. <clears throat> and the mom is trying to explain to her daughter what a witch is. And <laughs> the other daughter asks why it looks so scary. The mom is explaining it. And the younger of the two, I think I said she had to have been around two or three. But the younger of the two exclaims from the cart, no, mommy, me no witch. Only her witch. Had a bee. Had a bee. <laughs> yeah. <It's> and so. <laughs> so to anybody else, it sounds like this mom just <laughs> calling out her kid. Yeah. No, mommy, me no itch. <laughs> and I can remember it as I'm reading my post. I can read, like, I can still clearly see standing on the other side of the aisle, you know, so I can hear their whole conversation. I had just passed them and made my way around and I'm just standing there doing my very best not to laugh hysterically out loud. Cause I know She's going to hear me. <laughs> that poor mom is doing everything within her power to just educate her child. <laughs> and her cute little speech impediment just <laughs> made things really awkward and inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. You see, you got to worry about stuff like that. I remember, I remember uh, Eli mm -hmm. was trying to say frog, mm -hmm. but it came out as the F word. Uh, yep. very clearly for like a solid week, he would just be saying it all the time. So I had to post online, look, okay, you're going to hear my kid say the F word, but he's trying to say frog. So please just, I'm not a terrible parent. I don't well, swear in front of my children. And then it really doesn't help when you have friends like Chris and I who purposely go out of our way then, Eli, what animal says ribbit? <laughs> Eli, what's a green animal that hops? <laughs> Yeah, Eli, what a princess's kiss <laughs> <laughs> while standing in the church fellowship hall, getting him to say frog repeatedly. <laughs> oh, uh -huh. man. All right. How was your week, Mo? Uh, two weeks. Right? Yeah, two weeks. Why didn't we record last week? I don't know. I've completely forgotten what uh, stopped you us. You had, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that was your time. <laughs> 
feel like you did have something. I feel like I did too. I just don't remember what it was. It wasn't me. Time has no I meaning. just need it to be known and put on record that most of the times that we've had to not record <clears throat> for one reason or another. Hold on. Most of the times, most of the times that we've had to record for one reason or another, it's because of me. It's been because of me. But in the recent past, the times that we haven't been able to record, it's been because of you. Mostly, yeah. My, how the tables have Oh, turned. I remember why. Okay. Uh, wow. It feels like it feels like a month ago already, but I had to re- I had to set up a whole new computer system at my church. Oh yes, that's uh, right. And it just took. I knew it was going to take of butt long, and it did take butt long <clears throat> to get it done. Uh, but ooh, it's so much better. How many oh times can gosh. we say butt in one sentence? <laughs> it's so much better uh, at my church. Everything's oh, it's it's just, it just fixed so many problems immediately. And we haven't even had a service yet uh, because last <laughs> last Sunday got canceled because somebody had COVID and half the church were around them the night before. Wow. <laughs> so we got there that morning, got a call like, oh, yeah. So most of us have to go home. <laughs> so what do you want to do? Baz like, well, I guess we'll cancel. <laughs> to sign on, tell everybody to leave. Uh, <laughs> like, well, dang it. I got this stupid computer set up all week long, ready for this debut. And uh, yeah, well. I will say the good thing about our town, as small as it is, one thing that we have a plenty of is churches. Have a plenty of. We do have a plenty of churches. I, on <clears throat> every corner you can find a church. And you know what? Someone said that, uh, and uh, someone mentioned like how many churches are in this town. Uh, I think it was a guest speaker a while back. They said, you know, we have like so-and-so number of churches, a whole lot of churches. And we were like, yeah, that's a lot of churches. So like that still would only cover about 10% of the people in this town if they all went on Sunday morning. Yeah. And I'm like, dang. And at the same time, when you consider how many people, <clears throat> you would think having as many churches as we do, when you consider how many people are unchurched mm-hmm. in our town, it's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> it is insane to me. Anyway, so um, I also feel as though my last two weeks have been like a month long. Yeah. Exhausting. <laughs> but we are two weeks down in the 2021-22 school year. All right. Um, so that's a big whoop, whoop. <laughs> it's crazy that it's already been... Two solid weeks of school. Two solid weeks. I felt really bad because, you know, our kindergartners went a week after the rest of the school. So for kinder, it's only been a week. Well, Friday afternoon, I came out of the library to go take care of the crosswalk um, in the afternoon. And I passed the kindergarten EA on the way out as she's walking all of the kindergarten ducklings out to be picked up. And I was like, I said, whoop, two weeks down. And she was like one week for us. I was like, oh, that's right. Sorry about that. Oh, you're still miserable. But at the same time, you get a week less than we do. It's not like they have to go an extra week into summer. Right? It's like you got to sleep in for a whole extra week. Why don't you chill out? Well, not technically. They still had to be at the school doing work, but they didn't have kids in their classroom. That's lame. Yeah. Lame. Lame. Uh. Hey, I finished the Never mind. What? Nothing. What? I finished the project that you had me on for a very long time that I kept like dragging my feet on to actually finish and do. I was going to make the announcement without making the announcement. Oh, yeah, we can talk about it. Stick my foot in my mouth. We can talk about it. Go ahead. I Mo's finished, been working on a project. I finished the Christmas deck. Yeah. And not it's not like just a deck. This is Sunday school answers, of course. Um, <clears throat> Mo has been working on the Christmas like edition. Like it's its own big game it's like 260 some odd cards like it's enough to play all christmas season long and it not get old or boring uh what was that hey thank you for those bits oriel but uh yeah so mo's been working on that and i didn't really know how how hard she'd go at this game but she wrote her and her and her husband chris Uh uh-huh we collaborated together a whole bunch there's actually a couple in there that are from the kids too yeah that i was really like because chris and i were sitting in the living room had spent 
several nights kind of just going back and forth between Christmas movie quotes and Christmas songs and just Christmas culture altogether. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't realize how much. There's so much to pull from. Uh Uh-huh. And so the kids would come in every now and then and just figured out over time what we were doing. And so they would throw out sayings or they would throw out lyrics. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Write it down, put yeah. it in there. So, so anyway. she, she got that done. And it is, it's, I'm, I was very impressed uh, with the effort and initiative. Uh, and so I'm now in the process of like getting them all designed and, and uh, added up. And it should be coming out beginning of October. We've got a new deck coming out. We just came out with a 2020 deck. Okay. Which I'm excited for that one. It's fun. Oh, I'm so excited for that one. I enjoyed doing this one. Uh, And we are coming out with another one um, middle of September, like second week of September, uh, that was written. It's all brand new, all written by the creator of Sunday School Answers, Michael Mordenga. No. It's a game he created. Awesome. And uh, he made his own expansion deck that's called the Ripoff Deck. It is not a reference to anything with the other company. (laughs) It's him ripping off his own game because he wants the game back, essentially, is the the motif. So uh, He wants the the game back? (laughs) You know, in his mind, he's all, well, y'all are having so much fun with it. Now I'm sad I gave it away. (laughs) That's how it always works. (laughs) Right. Uh, I had a really fun time putting the packaging for this together because it's all, like, taped up and markered on and all this kind of stuff. It's really great. That's cool. Um, So that's coming out. It's it's actually not called Sunday School Answers. It's called Sabbath Academic Resolutions. Because it's got tape over the over the logo with his own <laughs> with his own name. Okay, it's really fun. But <laughs> it's really Sunday School Answers. But. Can I just say <laughs> it's abbreviated to Sab, and I'm kind of upset with y'all that you didn't put an O word in there somewhere. Sob. Well. Soab. Uh huh. Think of another saying that would be S O A B. Oh, that's rude. You're a rude person. (laughs) Um, It's National Beach Day. (laughs) (laughs) And then hopefully the first week of October, we will be releasing the Christmas uh, edition. Sands of the Beach. (laughs) Okay. um, I also have an idea for another expansion, or not expansion, another, another deck. Those are expansions. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, but I don't think that we would be able, it wouldn't make sense to release it until a year from now. So. Okay. Do you want to talk about it or do you want to keep um, it a secret? A teacher. A teacher. Like a teacher school, Just edition. like a school. Well, we should do yeah. it in a school. It needs to be broader. Mm, you, <laughs> you might think that it needs to be broader, but that's because you're not in the schools with these kids teaching them. Hey, thank you, DJ J. Shane, for that subscription, my friend. I'm just saying. Enjoy your emote. There is plenty of material there for just a teacher edition. Uh, all right. Well, let's take a break here. When we come back, it could have been worse. Stick around. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. Game Pass is an amazing service, offering a ton of games across console and PC for a low price. But Xbox's Aaron Greenberg is begging you not to name your baby Game Pass. During Gamescom 2021 last week, Bethesda's Pete Hines was chatting with Greenberg about past stories and brought up how someone had named their newborn after the main character from Skyrim, and Bethesda gave the family free Bethesda games for life. Greenberg responded with a plea to everyone watching. I also ask that no one name their baby Game Pass, implying that no such prize will be coming for parents who do. 
Amica Games, developer of the Steam title Summer of 58, has announced that they are leaving game development for an indefinite time. Why? Because everyone has been returning their game. Steam has a policy in place that if you have played a game for less than two hours, you can return the game for a full refund, which is a great option for when you buy a game and realize pretty quickly that it isn't for you. However, that isn't the case here, as Summer of 58 has an overall very positive rating and tons of nice comments. The problem is, the game is short. It only takes the average player 90 minutes to complete it in full, meaning that someone can buy the game, beat it in full, and return it for a full refund. This has left Amica Games without enough funding to continue working on their next game from day to day, and it's causing them to reevaluate their business altogether. Steam is yet to comment on amending the return policy for shorter games. And finally, Netflix has found a super lead for the upcoming animated Magic the Gathering series. Gideon Jura will be voiced by none other than the Adam and failed Superman himself, Brandon Ralph. Magic the Gathering is set to premiere on Netflix in 2022. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And uh, we've changed some things up for this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week, we record our shows uh, the Friday or Saturday before with our friends on Twitch. Follow us at twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified when we go live. And you can join our discussion uh, by joining our Discord at backrowdiscord.com for uh, after the show discussion and even opportunities to be on the show yourself. Uh, through the Discord chat because we do these cool things every week with um, arguing on Discord and sometimes Mo takes people on in the game and I'm actually going to maybe uh, have Mo set up a game for me to go against some of y'all here yes. in the near future. Please. So that would be really fun too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, backrowdiscord.com. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but before we go any further, it's time for Mo's fact of the day. The longest beach in the world is Casino Beach in Rio Grande, Brazil. It's approximately 132 miles long, which would take about two and a half hours to make across, traveling at 70 miles an hour. And it's also the distance from Clovis, New Mexico to Hobbs. I grew up in Hobbs. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know how long I sat there trying to figure out a distance between two cities that was 132 miles long that I could reference? <laughs> it was so difficult. And so finally I was like, oh, so you, so you picked two, two cities that nobody who doesn't live in New Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> but you do. I have a fun fact. Can I knew I, you can were going to say, oh, I used to live in Hobbs. Well, you don't know me. Uh, Stop, that. Mm. Stop uh, picking me apart, Mo. Uh, um, can, I have a fun fact. Can I add a fun fact? I never get to do the fun facts. But I've, I've learned one that's really fun. Okay? You ready? Only give me about this much. <laughs> this much. I let you still do one, but I'm just show. adding an extra one. You even took away four <laughs> of the five facts that I was allowed to <laughs> contribute. Come on. You were getting tired of trying to find I those was, facts. I was, but still. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? No, but yes. The Olympics started... Before Jesus was born, meaning they were happening while Jesus was alive, meaning that no, for the 33 years that Jesus that walked the earth, they team team uh, Israel or whatever could have seen him walking on water and say, hey, you're joining our freestyle team. Okay, but was it <laughs> was it the Olympics like it is today where I, I was going to say, I don't think that they would have had. All the different Don't countries. pick apart my joke, Mo. It's a joke. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Freestyle. It means you can swim any way you want. You can just run across the water. Gold medals. Jesus could have been a gold medal Olympian swimmer. You're right. And never gotten wet. It's a hilarious joke. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, so we are recording on Twitch, and we've got uh, several friends in the chat, including John Berkey. John Berkey's up in here. John Berkey, we got uh, Grayson joining the team, Aww. Uh, as well as all the other people we've already named today. Uh, but a lot of people in the chat today, we're glad to have you with us this morning. It's early when we're recording. It is. Uh, we normally do Friday nights to record our main shows, and uh, it is an early Saturday morning for us this week. <clears throat> I'm beginning to wonder if having 
recording on Saturday morning is better for our people. But it makes me really sad. Oh, if no. it Grayson is. just said I'm awake before 10 a.m. and I don't like this. Yeah, but so. Grayson is also <laughs> a teenager. So that's you know. true. Uh, okay, so now it's over to our weird news desk. <laughs> All right, we got some doozies for you here. First off. I'm already doozing. I don't need any doozies. Someone, someone keeps dumping baked beans on cars, front doors, and other things in this small town. Oy, oy, oy. It's not every day police are tasked with solving a mystery that involves baked beans, but it definitely happens. Police in Waverly, a small town in southeast England, are trying to find a criminal who keeps dumping the saucy legumes on people's cars and homes. The baked bean bandit, if you will. Waverly police announced on Facebook that they're investigating a string of crimes involving canned beans in the village of Warnish. It's not just beans, according to the Post, but that seems to be the culprit's go-to. Waverly, Waverly police said several locals reported finding baked beans poured out on their front doors and on their vehicles. Local officers have received reports of incidents uh, where beans and food is... Yeah, they're just, it's another quote saying that exact same thing I already said. Look at that pictures of that. It's disgusting. That's just gross. It's disgusting. That's just gross. If you're in England, beans belong on toast. If you're anywhere else, they belong on toast. Do you eat them on toast mm -hmm. here, really? Mm -hmm. I'm not a bean person, so oh, I, don't I know love how people consume beans. But I didn't beans, feel like beans. it was on toast. Good for your heart. <laughs> beans, beans, the magical fruit. <laughs> Anyway, web sleuths have, uh, haven't been able to track down the perpetrator, but have had a field day making jokes at the expense of those who've been beaned. In hindsight, it could have been, been worse. However, uh, hope someone spills the beans on who it could have been. Oh, it's hard to say. Please keep us up to date on how your investigation has been progressing. It could have been worse. Yeah, all kinds of beans jokes. They're not very creative. Hilarious. When you really think about it. <laughs> That story almost put me back to sleep. John in our chat says, Great Britain and I have very different ideas as to what constitute a crime. Well, I mean, in Great Britain's defense, John and America also have very different ideas as to what constitutes a crime. So, uh, Yeah, he's a bad guy. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's not what I said. Next headline. Uh, oh, that was from Thrillist, by the way. This is from the New York Post. Oregon man driving stolen car crashes into woman. Driving another stolen car. Brilliant. <laughs> a police chase in Oregon ended with a driver fleeing authorities and a stolen car crashed into a woman driving another stolen car. The debacle took place Monday when police responded to a report of a stolen Toyota Land Cruiser driving through downtown Newburgh. According to the Newburgh Dundee Police, a, a pursuit ensued. That's a, a hard two words to say next to each other. A pursuit ensued and lasted for several blocks until the driver crashed into another car near an intersection. Cops identified the driver of the first car as Randy Lee Cooper of Portland. After taking Cooper into custody, the police realized the second car was also reported stolen in an unrelated crime three weeks ago. The driver of that car, Kristen Nicole Begu, uh, was also found to be under the influence. Cooper was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle attempting to elude police, blah, 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 blah. But what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? All right. Very slim. Lastly, Amazon is bringing us full circle. Amazon is going to be opening department stores in California and Ohio to test a full line of actual chain stores. So they put a whole bunch of stores out of business, and now they're going to open up their own stores. I don't even want to read the story. I'm just, that's what's happening. That's a thing that's happening. Yeah. But Sources say they're going to sell a mix of furniture, clothing, and electronics. Yeah, it's going to be like your normal <laughs> department store. You know, the ones that used to be in malls that you could go into, like... Like Dillard's and Belk and Profits mm -hmm. and Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah, those those big department stores. <laughs> now it's going to be Amazon. Although, <laughs> I will say this. Our mall has plenty of open space. We could easily have an Amazon department store in we our mall. We actually could, yeah. We have the Amazon hub things all over the town, which blows my mind. I think that's everywhere now. Like, I think that's coming pretty much everywhere. But it, well, okay, so I will say this. When my mom visited, she had never seen one before. Yeah. So for it to not be in the town or the three surrounding towns that she lives, works, and my sister goes to school in, but it's in Clovis, that out. What? <laughs> 
We never get things before other Twitch places. Twitch chat. Tell us, have you? Do y'all have uh, the Amazon like hub portals? Hub portals. They're they're essentially they're like essentially a post like box. yeah. They're essentially like PO boxes where you can have your stuff shipped to this box, and then you go and you put in a code, and it opens it and gives you out. Like we have one at every Allsup's convenience store in this town, and we have like thirty of those. Which not Allsup's- at every one of them, but it's at most of them. Allsup's, as Matt just said, is a convenience store, like a a gas station convenience store. For those of you who don't know, who just heard the word Allsup's and thought Matt kind of like stuttered over an actual (laughs) word or something. No, it's Allsup's. Okay, so Grayson said there's one a few away from his house, uh, a few miles away from his house. KY says not in my county. Yeah. See? It is weird that we have them before bigger places. I know that's for sure. Yeah. But maybe it's because they did a deal with uh, with Allsup's or the parent company. Yesway isn't. I was about to say Allsup's isn't even a thing anymore. Right, right? it's owned by Yesway, which is a bigger thing. Whatever, still isn't a thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, are you? Oh, sorry, I'm reading your line again. Uh, yeah. When we come back, are you ready for the robot apocalypse? Stick around. Good grief. Hey everyone, I'm Kip Wilkinson, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'm reviewing The Eye of the World by Robert Jordan. The Eye of the World is the first book in the critically acclaimed Will of Time series, a high fantasy book series that breaks away from the traditional Tolkien-esque world of elves and halflings. Life in the village of Inmansfield is uneventful until a strange woman arrives and pulls Randall Thor and his friends into a grand adventure. Moraine is an Aes Sedai, a powerful magic user with the ability to wield the One Power. She carries with her a warning that a terrible evil has begun to awaken in the world. Suddenly, in the dead of night, Inmansfield is attacked by a band of Trollocs, bloodthirsty creatures who are half man and half animal that before now were believed to be a legend. As the village burns, Moraine and her guardian, along with Rand and his friends, flee from the danger. Moraine believes that Rand is the dragon reborn, the one person who can unite the world to fight back against the rising darkness and defeat the Dark One. The Eye of the World is the beginning of Jordan's 12-part series, The Wheel of Time. Jordan has crafted a unique world entirely his own with an intricate magic system, strange and fantastic creatures, and a rich cast of characters. I recently finished reading this book with the news that Amazon would soon be releasing a TV show adapted from the series. However, my intrigue with this series began with my love for Brandon Sanderson, another fantasy author, who took up his pen and finished writing the last books in the Wheel of Time series after the original author passed away. I will say, this first story was a little slow at the beginning, but it quickly gained speed. The characters are so deeply developed and each struggle with their own internal darkness and light throughout the book. As Jordan chronicles the internal struggles of these characters, I was reminded of the struggle inside of each of us to choose the light over the dark. I give this book a solid 7 out of 10. I'm Kip Wilkinson, and remember, you should never use an old sock as a bookmark. Back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, are you following us on all the socials? We're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and yeah, just Instagram search, too, I just, think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just search for at the Backrow LTN and connect with us. So uh, today and this whole this whole week here, we're gonna be talking about robots. Are you ready? No, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with this topic at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> so, did you did you catch Elon Musk's press press conference? Okay, can I come clean yeah. with you right now? Yes. And 
this will help with future show prep and planning. Okay. okay. I see Elon Musk come up, you know, in Yahoo News or on my phone or whatever, and I scroll right past it. Why? I see Elon <laughs> Musk, and I'm like, and done. Why is that? I'm not a fan. But why? Because he's trying to take over the world. Okay, that's so that's, that's what we're going to talk about then. <laughs> so Elon Musk had a press conference uh, the other day. And uh, well, I don't know if it was a press conference exactly. I don't know exactly sure what it was, but it was an announcement. And he had what looked like this robot person character walk up on stage, and then it busted out into a dance or whatever. So it wasn't a robot, of course. It was a person, a very skinny person. But uh, he was actually announcing that Tesla is working on developing a humanoid robot prototype dubbed the Tesla bot. Uh, for years, Elon Musk warned people about the dangers of AI-powered robots, uh, even predicting scary outcomes like in The Terminator. But now he's taking matters into his own hands before humanity is overrun. <laughs> so according to Musk, the prototype will be completed sometime in 2022. So next year, he will have a prototype robot, humanoid robot. Though the billionaire entrepreneur is known for blowing past his own publicly stated deadlines at large flashy projects, uh, in 2016, Musk promised a full self-driving vehicle by 2018, uh, and in roughly two years, someone should work. Uh, well, yeah, anyway, we won't go on all that. That was a tweet he said. But uh, when that didn't happen, the billionaire entrepreneur promised that Tesla would supply the roads with one million robo-taxis by 2020. Of course, that didn't happen either. Uh, so a lot of those, blah, blah, blah. But while Musk is known for his support and development of artificial intelligence, his, his, he's long opposed the pace of advancement in robotics, often citing a firm uh, that came out when he was just 13. I just like to keep an eye on what's going on with artificial intelligence, Musk told CNBC's Closing Bell in 2014, adding, there have been movies about this, you know, like The Terminator. There's some scary outcomes. In 2017, Musk publicly referenced The Terminator again, citing his neurotechnology startup Neuralink, which aims to develop brain implants for humans to interface with machines. As a pre preventative tool against a threat like Skynet, the 1984 movie's AI antagonist, that is the aspiration to avoid AI becoming other, uh, he wrote on Twitter. <clears throat> Later that year, Musk doubled down on his warning while speaking at this year, uh, that year's annual summer meeting of the National Governors Association in Washington, D.C.-based nonpartisan political organization. He said, robots will be able to do everything better than us. I have exposure to the most cutting-edge AI, and I think people should be really concerned by it. Shortly thereafter, Musk, Musk tweeted uh, additional commentary, this time centered on the viral video of a parkour performing robot made by Waltham, Massachusetts-based robotics firm Boston Dynamics. Uh, he says, this is nothing. In a few years, that bot will move so fast, you'll need a strobe light to see it. Sweet dreams. <laughs> so have you seen this parkour robot? No. Like, uh, I'll let you listen to it mm -mm. or like watch it real quick. I don't like these things. We'll watch this thing go. This was in 2017. Okay. So it's just basically jumping up on boxes and stuff. And it might do a flip. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. It does a flip. Okay. Backflip. Backflip. So that was in 2017. Just last week. Uh, they released a new parkour updated thing with two of these robots going, and it's like running this whole course and jumping and doing all this. It's pretty freaking incredible. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> we've got we've got the situation now where we're really looking into humanoid robots that are going to be in your home. No, thank you. He's, uh, he said his part of his his speech was, you know, you'll have this in your home and it will it'll go to the grocery store for you. It'll walk your dog. You know, it'll it'll do these kind of menial tasks that humans don't have to do. Uh, and it'll also do some of the more dangerous jobs that humans shouldn't be doing anymore. And so. That brings up the process. Oh, I'm sorry. And some people were trying to claim that, no, he's just joking or whatever. This is not really going to happen. This was just a gag to put more eyes on Tesla. No, he's actually hired, started hiring many roboticists to start building this Tesla bot. Like, he's, he's doing it. 
it's happening. It's it's going to happen one day, probably sooner than we'd like. But when it comes to having one in every home, a la Bicentennial Man and iRobot, Smart uh, house. Smart house. <laughs> We're pr- probably still several years away from that, but I bet it's going to start happening in our lifetime where it's common. Like, imagine, a li- I mean, you just pick up a smartphone and think about trying to imagine this when you were when we were kids. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. So the possibility that we're going to have actual robots in our home who can actually do stuff. Yeah. And I made the joke earlier before we started discussing this. Thinking of like an ATM when it first came out. Yeah. Can you imagine like what people thought then? Trust this robot wall with my money? Exactly. You know, I got to stick my bank card in here and trust it to give me money back? Yeah, right. No way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I know that with the advancement of technology comes a lot of pushback and a lot of um, skepticism. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are far too many movies and far too many television shows that have proven to us that walking, talking, human-like robots are something that we need to steer clear of. <laughs> well, you know, you have the Isaac Asimov, uh, you know, who who wrote all those, who wrote Bicentennial Man and I Robot, mm-hmm. you know, his books. And there's actually quite a few, a whole whole slew of stories based in different eras of robotics that. Uh, you know, that he came up with are really good stories. Uh, some of them are very short. Some of them are long novels. Um, but he has, you know, the laws of robotics. You know, that's kind of supposed to keep us all safe. And and that goes wonky in iRobot, where, like, the only way to protect humanity is to, you know, enslave humanity or, you know, something like that. Because we have to protect them from themselves because humans are, are flawed and continually doing the things that we don't want to happen. You know, that kind of stuff. And so, <laughs> like... That's when artificial intelligence gets a little too, too high up. It's like you're not supposed to be making your own decision. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not supposed to be making your own uh, decisions for us. We're we're still in charge of you, kind of thing. And so in his press conference, he br- he brought up how these these robots will be easily overpowered by anybody, like the <laughs> just in case something were to happen. And I'm like, that's terrifying that needs to happen. And sure, you can overpower one. What if 10 of them gang up on you? <laughs> like we saw iRobot. Again, iRobot. There were hundreds of them, thousands of them <laughs> crawling up a building. Terrifying stuff. Um, yeah. You know. So while we were in Italy, and I've talked about this before, but while we were in Italy, um, one of our neighbors, I had to pass their house Every time I went home and they always had their robotic lawnmower <laughs> outside mowing the grass and that thing freaked That's me terrifying. out, <laughs> freaked me out. Like it's one thing to have a vacuum cleaner, a robotic vacuum cleaner because it's a suction. So yeah, there could be some harm caused a robotic lawnmower (laughs) with spinning blades that has the power to go up and down hills and around curves. Listen, that thing could easily come in through your door. Easily. Climb up on your bed and destroy you. I would, (laughs) if I was driving my car, I would kind of just put my hand over my eye you know, the peripheral vision part so that I didn't have to see it, whether it was there or not. If Chris was driving, I completely closed my eyes. I don't want to acknowledge. I don't want to know. And he was very kind and gracious about it. He would laugh, but he would always be like, okay, we're past it. It's gone. And he knew, I think there was one or two times where he joked and was like, we're gone. And we really weren't. And it was right there in plain sight. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Terrifying to this day, still terrifying. We moved home and it wasn't a thing here yet, and so I was like, "Okay, I'm away." From I still the... don't think I've seen one here. Oh, I've seen a couple. Have you seen a couple? Okay. I think that they're more um, like it's not in everyone's home. It's more of like a I can't 
think like if you're you have a lawn business uh, more okay, of a, a couple, do you know what i mean yeah i got you it caught they're very expensive and so just the average family isn't going to have one but right. anyway yet, yet. exactly yeah. that's the thing <laughs> just like everything else <laughs> so let's let's imagine let's put ourselves in a world no, where, Matt, I don't want to. <laughs> where these Tesla bot robots are out and they're, you know, doing groceries and mowing lawns and doing all these kind of things. And we're we're going to the grocery store and we're in line at the self-checkout behind a robot and in front of a robot. There's robots on either side of us. How are you feeling? I'm terrified. <laughs> I am absolutely terrified. <laughs> I... I quit. Like how I do we walk away? How would I'm we done. as a society get past that feeling of terror? Like wouldn't that be in almost everybody's mind? You're 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 at a grocery store, you're walking down the aisle and there's a robot coming down the aisle the other side. Like how do you get past that mindset of what if this thing just murders me right here? Like honestly, we could think of the same thing about other people, but we don't. Other people could murder us just as easily <laughs> out of nowhere, no, but we don't think that. We're, it's a level playing field. <laughs> it's a level playing field. We at least have a chance of fighting with that person. We're both human. Yeah. So we have a chance of defense, whereas with a robot, it's not level anymore. Can you even kill them? How do I kill them? The only thing that movies have taught us is that they're dangerous and they're going to kill us. They haven't, none of them consistently have told us how to destroy them. I mean, yeah. Have you, there's a new, there's a new animated movie that came out called the Mitchells versus the machine. Uh huh. Yes. Did you watch that one? Uh, no. Okay. We might have to watch it today. It's pretty good, but it's the same idea. It's <laughs> it's robots that suddenly decide, no, you know what? We're done. We're going to take over now. <laughs> but he, and here's the thing. I don't blame robots. <laughs> it's not their fault. <laughs> I mean, when you truly consider it, they are brilliant. And then they're coexisting with a bunch of harebrained flesh-wearing meat bags. Exactly. <laughs> that keep making stupid choices. Of course the robots are going to be like, that's it. We're wiping y'all out and we're taking this place for our own. Yeah. We deserve it more than you do. Yeah, y'all obviously have not earned your spot here on this planet. Right? <laughs> but anyway, like you said, you, you don't know the level playing field. Again, that, that was addressed by Elon, both multiple times in the past and in this that he I wants don't... it to be uh, he wants it to be easily overpowered by humans uh, sure he wants it issue. to be you no, know that's what I what tell my plan. kids about wanting things <laughs> yeah want in one hand <laughs> so but uh, the, you know, he, he said that they're going to be 5'8 and they're going to be 125 pounds and a woman brought up the fact that this this is considered average height for men but average height for women is like five, five, two, five. five, five, something, yeah, something lower than that. And so women might actually feel more intimidated by these robots simply because they're going to be taller than them and all around them. I, can't, I just can't help but like visualize Ben Reed in robot form. <laughs> Our friend Ben Reed. Yeah, that's that's almost exactly what. Yeah, like. yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have a very very lanky friend. Yeah, very tall lanky friend. Yeah. Um. So my other turn, turning this around to what might cause the uprising. Could we trust other humans? To not just destroy our robots. As you didn't even of... have to finish that sentence. <laughs> no, we can't trust. No, because I mean. With the idea, you know, with our smartphones, you know, those are in our pockets, you know, and we can't trust people to not try and steal them when we just set them down next to us, you know, in a public place. Yeah. So if we're sitting at home and we're sending out our robot to go grab us some groceries, what's going to stop anybody from either stealing our robot or just destroying our robot? Yeah. And then nowhere? what's the protection? Yeah. 
mechanism that's put in to keep that from happening. Right. I Violence think at, at first on the probably, robot. I think at first there probably wouldn't be, and they would need to come up with something exactly. to protect it, and it's just going it to get end worse in, and worse. Oh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> we need more listeners. Guys, share this one with everyone, okay? Because listen here. We are actually speaking 100% factual truth, okay? <laughs> there is nothing good that can come from robots. Nothing. We're going to die. I'm Well, okay. I can't say nothing good because if we die, then again, if we're believers, we're going to heaven. We're going to see Jesus. And that is the ultimate good. But I'm just saying. That's going to factor into their decision making. They want to go to heaven. Let's take them out now. See? See? It's logical. Oh, my gosh. I can't. So let's uh, let's let's put ourselves in another position no, here now. Okay. Matt, so please. now now we're we're in our own home, and we have our robot butler at home here. Uh, and during the day, you know, we're watching TV or playing with the kids, and they're you know taking out the trash and and cooking our meals for us and all this. And then you go to bed at night, and your robot goes into its little charging station and stands uh, in the living room or whatever. Charging up. Could you sleep? Heck Ever? no. Ever? No. <laughs> no. Listen, you're going to have to give... Well, nope, this isn't even going to work. I was going to say, you're going to have to give me like a gun safe or something to store my robot in at night. Well, it's a robot. Uh, it's going to know the code. It's going to be able to take its little finger that also turns into a screwdriver and take the door off. And I'm going to wake up at three o'clock in the morning with it standing over me right. mad because I stored it in a gun safe. All it, all it would take is one, one time where you accidentally call the robot in your sleep. And you wake up and it's standing over you, over your bed. No. That you're done. Mm -mm. <laughs> here's a, and here's another thing. Nightmares for the rest of your life. <laughs> Tell me any butler in the history of time that didn't feel... What's the, what's the opposite of inferior? That didn't feel... The opposite of inferior? Yeah, because inferior is above you. No. Right. Oh, inferior is below, below. Superior is above. Superior. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was confused. Like I don't know anybody. Tell me who any butler <laughs> in the history of time that felt that didn't feel inferior. Okay. Right. And that that feeling of being inferior didn't lead to anger and bitterness. Uh, I don't know. Uh. Think I mean, about it's a Lurch. Job, it's a job they choose. Even Lurch. Lurch, come on. <laughs> like, real. The, you don't have to be a butler. It's not like they're your slave. This is a job you're choosing to do. You could walk away at any point. But the robot can't. <laughs> it is. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> the robot is your slave at that point. Exactly. Yeah. And why would a butler walk away? Because they feel inferior. Yeah. Because they come to a point of bitterness and anger. They come to a point of, I'm not doing this for you anymore. You got two hands mm -hmm. and two feet. Do it for yourself. The robot doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's put ourselves in another scenario. No, I thought we were done. Your robot falls in love with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and wants to kill your spouse, a la Smart House. I was going to say, this is all Smart House. No. All of it. Smart House. I, watched, I did watch that movie again after we talked about it. Uh, it's terrifying, isn't past, it? After Disney Plus came out, we talked about it. It's terrifying, but it's still a great movie. It it's a up. great movie, absolutely, but up. it's... It's one of the it's one of those rare Disney Channel original movies, straight to TV movies, that was actually very very well put together and well thought out. Did it well make scripted. you think twice about having certain devices in your home, though? Some of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and so, turn on the lights. Okay, Matt. Is there anything else I can do for you? <laughs> but I mean, look. Okay. So we're talking about robots. We're also talking about AI this week. And so artificial intelligence, could we have a, a Jarvis-like system in most people's homes soon? 
I feel like we already do mostly. Well, I mean, Alexa, Alexas and Google Homes and stuff like that uh, are the first step towards that. And I will admit, when Alexa learned my voice and called me by my name once, that freaked me the heck out. Yeah. I was all, Alexa, remind me um, tomorrow morning, you know, to call this person. And like, okay, I will remind you, Matt. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. what the heck? I don't like that. I don't like that. Don't call me by my name. You don't know me. But, <laughs> but you recognize my voice. But we are getting to that point where eventually we're going to have similar to what we see in Iron Man with Jarvis, one that actually converses, thinks, even knows better than the person that owns it. Isn't that almost worse than robots? Because <laughs> robots are supposed to be kind of mindless automatons. They don't really talk or do anything. But the artificial intelligence part of, you know, machine learning and things of this nature, that's... that's. I don't, I don't <laughs> know that I would put it on like a scale of better or worse. I feel like, honestly, I feel like... This is the beginning of the end and it's all going to work together. (laughs) They are going to be because there have been robots, test robots that they have put out that learn our likes and dislikes. They learn the people's likes and dislikes who are functioning with them, testing them. And then they created their own language that we That's couldn't right. understand. I remember and they began speaking <laughs> with each other. This is what's going to happen. We're going to already have Alexa devices in our home, right? Everybody. It's going to be across the board. And then we're going to have these personal assistant robots. And the two of them are going to learn their own language and take us all down. Yeah. It's going to happen overnight, guys. <laughs> There were, it was like two two computer robots, yeah, that were talking to each other and eventually just created their own language, but they were still communicating, and they were they were able to like backwards figure out what they were talking about. Very yeah, very terrifying stuff. <laughs> and then we have that blob that we just sent into space that has no brain. <laughs> That blob is going to be the head of the artificial intelligence. It'll be somewhere in the center of the earth, controlling all of it, ready to take over. (laughs) I'm at a loss for words. I have said all the words that I have. My brain is done. And I feel no better. No, honestly, I feel worse because I know that there are people out there who think I'm absolutely stupid and who think I am blowing this way out of proportion. And we've probably lost listeners more than we've gained listeners at this point, because just as I said earlier, there are things that happen every single day that just seem logical to me, like no brainers. And I'm not the smartest person at all, period, dot. But it's a no-brainer to me. So, but to the rest of the world, they're like, "This is genius," and I'm like, "What? Well, yeah. Huh?" Okay. Well, let's 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 I put mean? let's put this in another perspective. Okay? No, Matt. No, a I better don't. perspective. Did you ever see Bicentennial Man with no. Robin Williams? Mm-mm. Okay, that's also an Isaac Asimov thing. Same guy that did iRobot. iRobot was a, a you know terrifying movie. Bicentennial Man was a heartwarming movie because it was a robot butler of a home who. Who did, you know, progress to be, you know, more than a robot, but to the point where he wanted to be a human in a good way. And it was all about his whole life of trying to be recognized as a living creature. Was there ever a bicentennial man, too? I don't think so. It's because, you know, what ends up happening? Why? He realizes he'll never be a good human. He'll never be human. <laughs> no. And no, that that's... grows anger and bitterness within him. And so instead of continuing to try and be good, he realizes, forget this. I'll never be good. I'm just going to kill them all. Just for the record, that's not how that movie ends. <laughs> no, I said Bicentennial Man 2. Well, I mean, the story Two. ends with one. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he. Okay, it's an old movie, and nobody really liked it, so spoiler alert, whatever. He dies at the end. Oh, but does he die? He does, does he, die? he does die, because that's the whole thing. He keeps trying to be 
recognized as a living creature, and they keep saying the government keeps saying we cannot recognize you as a living creature essentially for one reason: is that living creatures are by definition mortal, like they will die. You can be deactivated, but you cannot die. You cannot degrade in a way where your body will stop working. Uh, you know, that's not a robotic problem. And uh, so he actually spends his life developing uh, a way to die, essentially. But he's developing like actual working organs, and in that way, he actually creates organs that can work in humans, fake organs that can work in humans. He replaces all of his internal workings with these organs and with like this a blood-like substance and all this. He grafts skin onto his body eventually. He eventually looks like Robin Williams, <laughs> and he ages and his body actually stops working and it's like it's like minutes before he dies they come up and grant him the ability to be, be classified human. as human yeah it's actually kind of a nice movie uh that actually sounds like a heart-wrenching tear jerker gonna sob and use an entire box of kleenex movie it doesn't get that close to it it's not a it's not a great movie in comparison to all movies like it's it wasn't a, a box office smash okay uh, but it is a it's a nice story they didn't do the book as much justice as it, as they were hoping let's put it that way it wasn't a big big deal like irobot was but anyway it's nice it could so it could we could have very wholesome robots nope because you know what you but... just proved <laughs> you know what you just proved what wholesome robots get nowhere <laughs> robots who take over the world get power exactly <laughs> and we're talking about artificial intelligence here oh. we are talking about people who people people uh, see even you we're talking about <laughs> things who have the power to know all see all be all sort of kind of and they're gonna know that they're going to know our friend, the Bicentennial Man, got nowhere with his life. <laughs> he died. <laughs> we are going to get somewhere. <laughs> and never die. <laughs> well, this week is all about robots and artificial intelligence. And tomorrow we will show just how widespread the robots already are in our daily lives. Stick around. We'll be right back to close out the show. ever been around another person who used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain that you should know, but you didn't? Of course you have. Hey, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new, and this will be useful. Not like that throwaway knowledge like math or science. This is the real world, bub, and you need to be able to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up a chair and pay attention, because LTN's got another nerdy definition for you. This week's definition is Steam. Created by video game giant Valve, creators of the classic hits like Team Fortress, Counter-Strike, Half-Life, and Portal, Steam was originally designed and launched in 2003 as a standalone platform specifically designed for Valve to efficiently push updates and extra content out for their own games. But they couldn't keep it to themselves for long. It quickly grew to include other AAA developers and a whole slew of independent devs as well. It is currently the world's leading video game collection boasting over 55,000 games just waiting to join your library. Having already released a console-esque way for you to play your favorite Steam games on your TV with their custom controller, Valve has also decided to venture further into the console market by releasing the Steam Deck, a Nintendo Switch-inspired design that allows for you to play games like Doom Eternal, Elder Scrolls Online, Apex Legends, Among Us, or any other of your favorite PC titles even when you're not sitting at your desk. Steam is a black hole, so tread lightly. Oh, and watch out for those sales. They'll absolutely 100% get you. So, the next time someone's talking about why they can't buy another game because their Steam backlog is literally bursting at the seams, you can hurt with them because, well, you understand that reference.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we wanted to know, would you ever buy a Tesla robot for your home? <laughs> no, your answer. Mm. Uh, we gave you three options. Heck no. Absolutely. And I'll need some convincing. Well, what do you think the number one answer was? It better have been 100% heck no. <laughs> it wasn't 100%, but that was the top answer at 57.1%. 57! 57. <laughs> 14.3 said absolutely. Shut up! <laughs> and 28.6 said I'll need some convincing. So I feel like that's a heck no with a caveat of unless you can dissuade all of my fears. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Kevin Wellborn uh, answered heck no, and he said easiest poll answer ever. Right? Thank you. <laughs> And then someone responded with a, a, a little gif from the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is the movie that you need to watch because uh, it's great. It's a great movie. Yep. No, thank you. All right. Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Proverbs eighteen twelve. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. I mean. Yeah. 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 That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Do it, and we'll love you forever. We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will too. Mo, final thought? Unless the robots take over. <laughs> Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.